welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Boys, we have, uh, we have many things to discuss today, but I want to I start by talking about an Easter basket that I got in the mail yesterday. Um, so I go to the door. I've got this package. Didn't recognize it. Was, didn't look like anything I had ordered. And, uh, dude, I open it up. There's candy. There's coconut macaroons. And there's a shirt. Uh, it says Warhawks football on it. This is, a, this is a custom bespoke Easter basket put together by uh, none other than the great Hannah Stone. Uh, diehard listener, diehard happy rant listener. And, boys, I've since learned that you guys got similar Easter baskets. Am I right? Piper, what did you get? I haven't actually received mine yet because I've had some delivery issues to my place. So, but okay. I do knew that I did know they were coming. So I'm waiting with great eagerness. And Hannah, uh, this is not me delaying. This by the time you hear this, I will have opened it and probably consumed everything in it or or worn it if it's wearable. So thank you in advance. But uh, yeah, I, I'm eager to get my hands on it, but haven't seen it yet. Baby, did you get an Easter basket as well? Yeah, no, I got it. It was awesome. Um, nice. and it was, uh, literally, um, just full of, you know, an unbelievable amount of, um, goodies and just this really, um, actually this really kind of touching and heartfelt letter as well. Yeah, dude, she wrote a really nice note, so, man. That was, that was super heartfelt. And, uh, I understand she has a birthday coming up. So, hmm. uh, so happy birthday. I think, I think the we birthday gonna... may have been passed cause it was supposed to be around the time of the live event from what I understand, and she was going to, or maybe it was prior to that, and she was going to come out to the live event that oh, man. we had to cancel. So she went above and beyond despite the disappointment of not being able to see us face-to-face and then be embarrassed on stage at a live event, which she didn't know was going to happen, but, you know, it was in the works because it her sister her sister was plotting behind the scenes via Twitter direct messages to uh, to wow. get to get her all set up. So, dude, um, all the intrigue, man. Yeah. So many so many moving parts to this thing, but uh, but nevertheless, we have Easter baskets and they're fabulous. And boys, I don't want to put too fine a point on this thing, but one thing that I really enjoy is getting stuff from fans. Um, <laughs> that's a real yeah. That's it's a real encouragement to me in this time of of quarantine and uncertainty that we're in. So. It's like, um, listeners, if you want to know what's encouraging to us, getting yeah, stuff. Getting that's stuff. That's right. Gifts. Um, something you know, in I, my nature, just I love getting stuff. Something in my nature. Yeah, my very unique nature. You know, must have to do with my Enneagram, but I really like getting stuff. Ted, you're the uh, only guy I've ever met that likes getting stuff. That's weird. Uh, I know, what baby. It's so weird. I don't know. Yeah, Gary, you know, I just, Gary Chapman never said anything about that. <laughs> I just think I'm such a unique person. You know, let's let's talk about me. I don't know anybody else that likes getting stuff. That's, I know. I'm getting it. Dude, question so question for you guys. Yeah. I made the executive decision to share your your personal addresses with a listener because yeah. uh, by all accounts, she's very reputable and trustworthy and was going to do something <laughs> kind. Hopefully she didn't poison you. That's really why I let you guys open yours first, just to find out if you were going to die from whatever was in. The I mean, actually, at this she... point, if she did, it might be a mercy. Right. You know? <laughs> I would, I would take that just, too, to be just honest. Take, take me home, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like she did like hand deliver mine to my door, which I thought was a little weird. So yeah. maybe, she just you know, sat on your front rap. steps for <laughs> hours waiting for you to, to, Oh wait, you're not anywhere. She wouldn't have to wait for you. You're just home constantly. Um, Correct. 
Yeah. So uh, how do how do we feel about sharing addresses with listeners if they are inclined to send us free stuff, or do we need to set up like PO boxes or something? You know what, Piper? I trust your judgment personally. Okay. I don't want to speak for Ron. I'm going to let him answer this too. But um, I, I feel like your judgment is impeccable. So if if a fan uh, approaches you and they want to send something to me, I'm, it's it's a yes from at, from my perspective. At the risk of insulting both of your respective current hometowns, I feel like both yeah. of you are slightly safer. Because mm-hmm. your cities are a lot harder to get to than yeah. than the greater Nashville area, which is a bit of a hub for interstates as well as air travel. If anybody was to risk air travel, that's so true. You guys, yeah. you guys might be safer than I am on this front. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not really a safety guy. I, I go back to more. <laughs> of what, I go more back to what Ted said. I I like getting stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, pipe, however you want to get me that stuff, uh, roll with it. You know, See, I I'm, I'm very much in the same boat. I'm like, if somebody is inclined to give me free stuff, I, there was a time when we trusted fellow humans and thought people were nice and, and had good intentions. So I'm inclined to, to let people mail me whatever. But I'm Dude, also inclined at- to believe that, like, if somebody wants to get to me to harm me, man, they're going to find a way. Oh, so for address sure, or no address. Sure. I'm just. I'm just, I don't really get uptight about that stuff. Dude, speaking of, and this kind of dovetails into a, into a topic, I guess, but, um, do you guys, I'm I'm sure you know people like this because reformed churches are full of people like this, but the guy in this, in, and by this, I mean like the, the COVID-19 quarantine moment that we're in the guy who has so many guns, like, and he's gunned up. Oh yes. I know this guy a hundred percent. I don't know know where you're going with that sentence, but I know this guy. (laughs) I've been thinking a lot about this type of guy, and I've been thinking how bummed he's going to be if his life comes and goes and he's never gotten to shoot a dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if he's got all these guns and the the doomsday scenario that he's been, you know, uh, dreaming about for, for years and years never comes to be and he never gets to shoot a guy like he's going to be on his deathbed and, and he's going to be like, Pastor, I've got some regrets. And the pastor's going to be like, oh, are you? Are you bummed you didn't spend more time with your family? And and he's going to be like, no, I'm I'm actually bummed I never got to like blast the dude in the face. Yeah, I'm bummed I bought 47 handguns for a home invasion that never happened. So I'm kind of with Ronald. What what Ron said, it resonated. Like if if it truly goes down, like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I mean, you know, let let it be. But um, but yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you guys know people like that. And I don't know if that's the person that I'm the most sick of in this, but it's, it's up there. That, that guy is a contender. Uh, so who are we, uh, who are we most sick of in, uh, in, in this whole thing? Uh, pipe, you suggested the topic. I'm, I'm sure you had somebody in mind. Uh, well, my first thought was me. I'm, I'm becoming more <laughs> and more tired of myself. Uh, dude, really lean into that. That's okay. fascinating. So a little behind the scenes for listeners. We were supposed to yeah. record this episode two days ago. I called a, uh, I called it an audible and said, can we please delay this? Cause it's, I think I used some flowery language of some variety. <laughs> it was a terrible day. Uh, yeah. my children and I were all very tired of each other and, yeah. and it showed, and, you know, so initially I was mad at them. And then I realized, like, they're 11 and 14, and they're trapped with each other and their dad at home endlessly. <laughs> of course, they're miserable. I, mean, I don't see the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're barely, they're likable like 70% of the time. And now it's like 30% of the time. So it's, uh, 
yeah, the, so the problem there is me. Like, I'm the grown-up <clears throat> who's acting like a fellow teenager. So I'm fairly sick of me. I'm tired of thinking my own thoughts. I'm tired of not having, you know, human interaction to to kind of deflect. I'm tired of not having people I can, like, make laugh or make fun of or, you know, any yeah. of those things that, that give me a sense of uh, of worth and value. But outside of myself, there is one type of person I am the most sick of in this whole this whole <laughs> COVID-19 Okay. And it's the blame everybody person. Oh, yeah. Meaning every person, basically. I guess. <laughs> but like, there's, a, there's, a, there are certain, you know, I don't really ever get sick of Twitter. I've never been one yeah. of those people who's like, Twitter's such a drag and it just sucks the life out of me. Like, some people get like that and they need to go take their, you know, sabbaticals and announce it loudly and, and be self-righteous mm -hmm. and whatever. I'm getting sick of Twitter. Because there, there are whole streams of people who their entire Twitter feed is pointing out all the failures to stop what is a natural act of God pandemic. You know, yeah. so the Chinese, Donald Trump, uh, the Italians, <laughs> the, the news media, like it just shifts yeah. every day or it's perpetual. And it's like every failure of the Trump administration. My feelings about Trump have been made known. Not a fan. Don't think he should be president. Whatever. Nothing makes this experience that we are all figuring out worse than finger pointing in a way that solves absolutely jack nothing yeah. it solves nothing and uh it's well, so no piper they're activists though yeah i guess that's, that's the part you missed so here's here's the thing that gets to me about this it's not just the blaming it's it's imagining you know so we have you have the great depression you know black thursday 1929 you have world war Two. you have just these different eras of previous generations where there's just been these massive nation-shifting things, it's really hard to imagine those people just sitting around and and finger-pointing as opposed to just sort of gritting their teeth, bucking up and going, well, looks yeah. like it's Thursday. Better make it through Thursday. And just yeah. grinding out life. And 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 yet our generation or generations, our our first response is not, what do we need to do to make life work? It's who do I get to blame that my life is not the way I want? Right. How dare the Italians not know exactly what to do with a brand new worldwide pandemic? You know, they're yeah, so stupid. Wait, wait a minute. It'll be the Russians next. Like, it's just, yeah, you know, totally. whichever, whoever we can finger point at. So it's it's the finger pointers who I'm now pointing my finger at them. That's who I'm most aggravated at. Dude, you know what? I, something you said makes me think of something. And then I want to get I want to get Ron's answer to this. I hope we get in a brand new, awesome, like worldwide enemy out of this. In the same way that like Russia was such a great like movie yeah, enemy in the eighties, dude. We do, yeah, yeah. So that we can get a whole new slate of kind of like great action movies out of it. The so if you were going to say Rocky movie, weren't you, Big T? Yeah, yeah, but baby, I would hold, take another Rocky movie. You know, vocal. I would. But the yeah, only way we can get a the only way we can get enemy like that is if they are wealthy white people. Because nobody else can be universally hated safely. Yes. Dude, that's right. So I wonder if every movie villain now is going to be a wealthy white person. Um, which is the kind of white person we all want to be. But still, like, the minute we... And, and that's the great paradox, right? Like, the the minute we, we hit a certain level of wealth, everyone will hate us because we're white and middle-aged and straight. Um, yeah, man, that's a... 
we're we're really stuck, boys. We're really stuck between a, a rock and a hard place with that one. But uh, I'm not even sure they can have an accent. You know, like if it's a no, if it's yeah, a, if you're, like, even if it's like a Russian oligarch arms dealer, like somebody we can we can all agree is is an evil person who has. You know, yeah, but no, you've been victimized somewhere along the way by an American white person, or, and that's what made you the way you are. Or it's just Americans judging somebody of a different culture because right. you know because he has an accent. And so, yeah, no, the the only bigoted, horrible white person type that there can be is American. Um, so yeah, boys, we're we're super so, screwed. Just to sum up, it sounds like the villain that we all need is currently running our country. Correct. Uh, see, Piper goes all political. Now, that, <laughs> that sound you hear is like thousands of listeners unsubscribing at this point. Dude, now our revenue just went down. Piper, Ronald, Piper is ensuring that we're not going to be rich, middle-aged white American men. Yeah, I just, I conveniently just, I didn't even hear what he said. I, did you hear him say something, Big T? Because I don't I, recollect what just happened at all. I just stopped the purchase on my lake house after Piper yeah, made that absolutely. statement. Absolutely, yeah. There goes all of our revenue. It just cost our livelihood. Thanks, Pipe. You know? <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> you know, sorry not sorry. Piper, I thought it was funny. I'm, the Piper legacy is can't sustain us. The Piper legacy lives on. <laughs> oh, man. Baby, who are you most sick of in this? Um, well, it, I, it, it's Piper now, but, um, before, <laughs> oh, no. I'm just kidding. Piper's uh, coming between us and our money, man. That's a problem. But I have concerns. Never get between a white I, man and his money. I, I, so, I love it, dude. I love it. That's so good. Uh, never get between a reformed white man and his money. Dude, reformed white men have to act like they don't care about money. Absolutely. But the, that they care about the most in the world is money. Yeah, they just do it behind the scenes. They just well, yeah, that. they spend like 35 hours a week, like checking their bank accounts. But in the other five hours, they spend talking about how they don't care about money. <laughs> <laughs> Reform dudes are amazing. Yeah, they are amazing, man. Um, at some point, I want to talk about all the uh, live. I mean, the, uh, the streaming, how T4G streamed the comp from their uh, their living rooms. I oh, also baby, did you go? No, of course not. But I but like. Uh -huh. <laughs> but I want to talk about speaking of Piper. It just it just dawned on me that like I, I heard a bunch of dudes. I didn't hear it talking about Johnny P exegeting his sermon title, <laughs> like be like Wait, before what? he preached his sermon. Like he on did T four G. Yeah, for his T four G pipe. Do you know anything about that? Uh, no, that's who I'm most sick of. I'm sick of people <laughs> who are exegeting my dad's videos in which he exegetes something else. So no, I'm and okay, that's, so, that that has been true for like 30 years. So that yeah, doesn't that doesn't it's really just, change. Just put a pin in. I that. just read a couple of guys like talking about that. Like John, John before John even preached, he he like exegeted the sermon title they gave him, and it's going to cause all this ruckus. And I'm like, oh. Anyway, so I, as I was reaching for like the chocolate that Hannah had just like delivered me. Anyway, um, I think what I'm most sick of, and I'm always most sick of this, guys, because I'm just like I, I actually I really being home. Yeah, being home. Being home. It's um, not being I, at a conference. I actually um, I hate conspiracy theories. Like I just there is something there's something about it that absolutely drives me bonkers because I can't believe that people actually sort of like. Like, like I, I can't believe that this is like still a thing that like when people hear themselves starting to go through all the motions yeah. of conspiracy theorizing that at some point they don't just think, oh, I'm being that guy that's a conspiracy theorist. And they're 
there can't be any truth to what it is that I'm sort of making up in my mind. So to hear everybody, I mean, I've heard some doozies when it comes to COVID-19. And um, I, I just, it's almost like it's, I don't know if it's as much irritating to me, because that's just irritating to me in a general sense. I almost like can't believe it. Like when I hear conspiracy theories, I'm looking at the person, I'm waiting for that moment when they go, I'm just joking. I'm totally joking with you right now. I don't believe this is all this. Yeah, I'm just messing with you. Just yeah, messing I'm just, around. I'm waiting yeah. for that break and I feel like I never get it. <laughs> and I'm just fascinated that like, wait a minute, like you actually think this could be true. Like I help I me understand. Like- I feel like conspiracy theorists never joke around. Like of, of all the people groups that would that would be inclined to joke around, no, they're that's, at the bottom. That's of the why list. they believe such dumb stuff. Because they yeah. have no they have no sensitivity to like, oh, that's horse crap. Like that can't yeah, possibly yeah, yeah, be yeah. true. Whereas those of us who are like cynical and sarcastic, we just sort of read everything through that filter and we're like, well, that's nonsense. That can't possibly be true. And so we get right. it wrong sometimes. They get it wrong all the time. Ronald, can I lean into something that you mentioned earlier? Lean. Yeah, I want to know, I I want you to go as deep dive as you can on this. So you mentioned that T4G was being streamed from like these guys living rooms. I want to know what all their living rooms look like, because to me, like the the only upside of the Zoom like moment that we're in right now is that like you you get to see people's living spaces and, you know, 98 percent of the meetings are boring and, and useless. But like. It is kind of interesting to see how people live. So I want you to go deep dive into these guys. Like, what do their living rooms look like? Well, I've only seen some screenshots. So what you typically yeah. see by these dudes, it's not surprising. They're all you bookshelves, in, right? Yeah, you're all standing yeah. in from some elaborate oak bookshelf made in 1983. Um, <laughs> with, with Dude, like, I love the 83 bookshelf. I don't, and I don't know why there's no modern bookshelves in these guys' you know, like production of bookshelves just stopped in 1983. I don't oh, know if it, it stopped or they're just they're all living in the same house that they've been in since 1983. Or they just don't have like the wherewithal to say, hey, I should probably redesign my office because it still looks like an office from 83. I don't Where's know. The if ship lab? if mean, only Paul Tripp was was streamed, because I guarantee that guy has like a chic modern for sure. uh, look, because he's he's like he's just Mr. Crisp and pristine uh, sort of ethos. And he would 100 percent have a, a, an entirely different array of bookshelves. I totally agree with that pipe because it's just everybody else that has those like 14 ton built in, like super dated 1985. <laughs> like, oh, I don't I don't even know what that is. I don't even like I don't like I'm living in a house that was built in 1895. And like all of my built-ins are like, I mean, you could at least say these are like 2004 built-ins. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't get the whole 1983. Maybe you're feeling superior about your built-ins. I am feeling superior right now. It's wow, interesting, guys. I'm just going stir crazy, and it brings out the superiority in me. You know, I know, baby. No, I know. We we've noticed for the past few weeks, but um, like, (laughs) so I want to I want to stay on this for a few minutes. If you had, this is a two-part question for Ronald. If you had finally gotten the plenary that you have longed for <laughs> the past decade, okay? So you, 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 you'd finally gotten that main stager at T4G, and you're stoked, dude. You're like, you're picking out outfits. This is like January, okay? This is like January, February. Dude, you're, you're thinking about the outfit, and you and Militia are having like three, four-hour convos every night about what you're going to wear and all that stuff. I'm picking out and, outfits while it's snowing because I'm going to wear something that's pretty layered anyway. Is that what you're getting at, Big T? Yeah, of course. Well, and then COVID hits, <laughs> and they're like, hey, bro, so- sorry about your luck. You're going to be 
streaming this thing from somewhere in your house, like what's the ba- what what backdrop would you use? Like if Ronald Martin gets to do one of these streamers uh, at T4G, what are you streaming in front of, baby? Because I know you're thinking it through. It's big, dude. This is this is huge. Oh well, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna what go. Are you, what are you streaming in front of? I'm gonna go. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna bring it into my studio with all of my like analog, like all my wires and knobs, and have it look. Oh all yeah, scientific. subtext. I'm a musician. Yeah. Right. Like I'm going to do that just to kind of tweak with everybody and say, wait a minute, yeah. we don't, we don't see like that 15, you know, commentary that Spurgeon commentary set behind him. Like, yeah. and you know, and not only that, but boys, if that ever did happen, which it won't, I mean, I'm up there preaching in total fear, knowing that like Jonathan Lehman's going to say, dude, he butchered the text. Why do we even have this hack up? Like, like there, there's all of that stuff <laughs> going through my mind. Like, Dude, does this guy even know how to pronounce the word God? You know, like you know, it's going to be all of that. God. Yeah. Now, why Jonathan Lehman? Oh, dude, I have no idea. He's the nine marks guy. Great guy. Yeah. I just it just he came to mind because he's been he's been like live tweeting all of the uh, the T four G talks. So yeah, <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Okay, uh, more I, can, on living can, room. Can I make another? Uh, can I make another setting suggestion for Ronnie? That it's it's yeah. sort of it's the other part of Ronnie's persona. Okay. He would need to do a walk and talk on some woodland path. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's a big walk guy now. Yeah, big big I mean I'm assuming he doesn't want to do like a run and talk on his his uh dreaded treadmill. So like a woodland path <laughs> walk and talk, hopefully like an owl swoops through, maybe that could be CGI'd in there, but I feel like that's the uh <laughs> that's the other option. So Do you think they would even let me do that pipe? I, I feel like that would be like against the T4G rules. It right? would be very yeah. hard to live stream a walk and talk. It would not be hard it to would. record one. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little bit pantheistic. Is God in this tree? Is that what he's communicating? You know. I would have to get one of those, like, I would have to get one of those devices where you can, like, hold it out in front of you as I'm walking through the forest. I, I, I could. A I, selfie stick? Yeah, I can, I can do that. You one can just have Melissa walk backwards and like hold the <laughs> camera. <laughs> she she trips on a root and yeah. the whole thing. We'll have to watch out for that root, babe. I don't know that I still could. more she's, entertaining she's, than Mark Devers. She's a woman, study. Big T. I don't think she could be a part of my talk like that. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly, I, dude. Yeah, in, in the in the strict complementarian world, the the woman can't even walk backwards and hold your your phone as you're as you're speaking into it. No, I get it, dude. I mean, that's that's that how makes our a lot of sense, works, right? I mean, that actually. Oh, that adds Maybe it up. makes so much sense. Yeah, it adds up. I mean, it yeah, really for does. Sure. It really does. Now, okay, so in addition to 1983 oak bookshelves, what else are we looking at here backdrop-wise from these guys? I don't know, Pipe. Have you have you noticed any of it? That's, oh, that's Were you under I've... the impression I'd been watching these live streams? I Even when no, I no, went to conferences, I didn't go to sessions. You're scrolling Twitter, and they're posting like, oh, okay. they're posting like shots of it. That's all. I haven't watched any of them. I think either, I but... muted the hashtag. <laughs> you did, didn't. Did Matt Chandler tape in like a slaughterhouse with like Dude, a Chandy was Chandy's not in it this year, man. He's Chandy's not in it. He's not what? doing it. Yeah, unbelievable. Dude, Joe Thorne would be in like a, uh, you know, like like a medieval writer's garret with like a skull and uh, some some candles flickering in the background, um, smoking yeah. a cigar. Yeah, for sure. Or That'd he'd be, be in front of like he he goes to this uh he goes to this cigar lounge in the suburbs of Chicago. You know, they have the room with all the lockers, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they have all of like the the used uh the empty whiskey bottles on top. And I think he right. would just set up in front of the lockers. So it'd be like lockers yeah. and whiskey bottles and there would be it would be a great uh a, a great disturbance in the force for sure. 
Yeah, yeah which is why Thorny's not getting a planner either. Like, they don't need a guy walking through the woods with the fairies as much as they don't need a guy, like, in front of, like, the empty, like, you Dude, know. Dude, that's true. That's just a little too out there, both H- of those H.P. Charles is straight up preaching from, a like, a, a wooden lectern. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so, some of them have been, like, in there, like, behind their pulpits. Too. Dude, no, no, real talk. Does T4G have, like, do they have, like, their token tattoo guy? You know what I mean? Like they they, they always no. have, they always no. throw a nod to quote unquote <laughs> diversity, and we. we I don't know. Type, would, about, would, I don't know about Triple E. I mean, is he a dude with? I mean, I just don't know anything about him. That's the only guy I can think of that might fall. Oh, when I heard tattoo guy, I was thinking the Joe Thorne tattoo guy, as in like white yeah. reform tattoo, white uh, reform guy who's got a little, you know, a little bit of edge to him. No, 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 no white guys with edge. That's Matt Chandler was probably too edgy for them. That's why he's not in it this year. Interesting. Yeah, Channy starts a state company, and you know, That's there's all it. kinds of basically. Stuff. If you can't look like a state senator, you can't be on the stage <laughs> at T4G. Dude, they all have that senatorial look. Yeah, why do they, they look? Yeah, can we can That's we suss that out? Can we suss that no, out for just a minute? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. why yeah. is that like? But it, but it's a state senator look. That's also I'm the president of a seminary look. That's also I'm a prof look. at you know at, yeah. at a university. Yeah, which I mean. Which doesn't describe you. So here's my question for you, Big T. I'm sorry. I'm like yeah, 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 I'm yeah. streaming in my mind here. I'm, I'm passing. No, no, no. In my go mind. ahead. Go ahead. Go so ahead. So are you? And I'm I'm being totally honest right now. Are yeah, you, yeah. Would you be the only guy, or one of the only guys at your university that like just dresses cash? Here's the thing, baby. I don't count because I teach journalism. Okay. I teach something vocational. Therefore, I don't, I, I don't count in the mind of a lot of academics. Like they look at me like I'm a shop teacher. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, like I could be walking around in like a short sleeve button up with like a, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they look got, at got me. Got your like, name patch on it. Got my name patch on it. Like Gus, you know, like I'm not yeah. even a real academic. Yeah. You look like the uncle from Napoleon Dynamite or whatever. It it's does, good just for doesn't... me though, because like, I don't even, I don't have to wear the academic costume. You know what I mean? I don't have to pop on the, you know, the rumpled khakis and the blue blazer. And I don't even have to go through that charade. So there's because... plenty of guys with the, with the, uh, the khakis and the blue blazer. Yeah, dude, it, it goes department to department. And then you get into like, English and they're rocking like three piece suits because they they think they're you know uh, I don't I don't know sol- solving the world's Shakespeare okay, so problems. Okay, so it's more of it's more it, of it's it runs by like department. But is it more like sort of like how is it more of like your own impression of yourself? Yes, kind of dictates how you how you right. look how you yeah, present your you, image. You live in this dream world of your own creation as an academic because you're so kind of far removed from the actual world. So yeah, it. At a certain point in time, your kind of fantasy life takes over and you, you begin to just dress to that. You know what I mean? So well, uh, it's, it's like always it's a funny thing. It's a it's a fascinating thing. Like I remember the first time like 10 years ago when I went to TGC conference. Yeah. And it was like you saw all these dudes and, you, you know, is generally pretty casual. And yeah. then like this was when they only had like, I don't know, like 10 booths, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. And like you saw the Ligonier booth, right? And which uh-huh. oddly enough stuck out like a sore thumb because it was all dudes wearing like the blue blazers and the khaki super decked out. So yeah. here's what I want to know. Like what is like what? And I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to riff about this for a long time. Like what is, Let's the do ment- it. what's the mentality of these dudes that feel like, like when they wake up in the morning and they're going, whether it's to like <laughs> church or seminary, like 
they uh, like they grew up feeling this obligatory like um thing about like getting like decked out to the hilt man like what like yeah. where does that come from i have and a theory I know you can make this. a case i know you can make a case like well what's well dude what about you like why do you why yeah, do you yeah, not yeah. feel the need to do that do you do you not have the same respect for like the office that these like these dudes do i maybe that's true i don't know but yeah. i want to know like what in what way shape or form like do you have to grow up in or you know what what leads you to thinking that this is the way that I look most appropriate given what it is that I'm I'm doing? I, I'm Dude, so baffled by it. I have a theory, but I want to hear Pipe on this first. Oh man, I'm um, trying to be serious right now. Uh, let's no, 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 no. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I I always hear formal wear attached to respect. Right. You know, like, yeah, like you said, respecting the office. I'm like, well, you're an editor at Ligonier. Uh, that what's the office? You know, I don't I don't understand. Right. I mean, if you're a senior pastor, maybe you can attach to an office. If you're the president of the United States, you can attach to the office. If you're in a like a financial industry and so you need to sort of scream success, I understand you're basically you're sort of a walking billboard. But I'm not sure what you're a walking billboard for in ministry when you're wearing a suit, unless you're attached to tradition, you know, so you're sort of. Uh, it's like a, it's like a callback. Like my grandfather was, he wore a tie all the time and like a big double Windsor knot, crisply tied. He just, that's what he did. He was suit and tie or jacket and tie. And like his version of dressing down was like slacks with a tucked in golf shirt, you know? And, uh, but, but he, he was of a different generation and yeah. He was and he was in ministry. That's why I bring him up because he was he was a, an evangelist and preacher and all this stuff. But yeah, I don't. I kind of chuckle at it because I'm like you. I think you're giving the opposite impression of what you intend now. Like you, yeah, it yeah, almost yeah. looks it almost looks sort of stuck up or like disrespectful like to everybody else. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You look hard to approach. And here's the thing. Why, why did we decide that sort of like the blue blazer and the tie is like, like, why don't we go all the way back and do like clerical colors? Like why, like that Dude, feels those are dope. Respectful. I think we should. But I mean, like yeah. what, like at what point did that, and again, we're probably talking about denominational things here, but at what yeah, point yeah. did like all of these guys that are super decked out now for the office, like, why don't they go back to that and like wear the collar? Dude. So here's my theory. Okay. Um, my theory is for any given person your kind of fantasy life dictates how you dress. So for example, these dudes who read these Winston Churchill biographies and think of themselves as statesmen, they all dude. And I know because I've had convos with these guys about this. They're all like, yeah, if I I hadn't gone into ministry, I would have been a politician. You know, I would have run for state Senate or I I would probably be the president or whatever. You know, (laughs) these guys all have these, pretty high level delusions of grandeur that involve them leading large groups of people. So in, in that scenario, their fantasy is I'm a Senator, I'm a statesman, I'm a president or whatever. And they dress accordingly. So like for me, I'm wearing a NFL hooded sweatshirt right now because in my fantasy life, I'm still like, uh, I don't know, a fullback for the Chicago bears circa 1997. And uh, or maybe, that's how trans- I dress, maybe transition right? to coaching after your playing career, but still in the yeah, uh, dude. in the field. I get a few years in as a fullback, and then I transition to like special teams coach or whatever, and and that's how I dress, right? Uh, because in my in my fantasy life, that's what I'm doing, and I just think these guys, 
they all fantasize about like they they all watch that like deep dive CNN channel where it's just the 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 guys on like the the Senate floor just arguing. Um, they watch a lot of that. They're reading their Churchill biographies. That's just who the who these guys are. Does that make sense, baby? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like um, it. I yeah. think it's, I, th- I think it I think it holds. I think it's solid. I think it holds too, dude. I think it holds. Uh, what else do we have in the list here, boys? Even and I gotta hop in like. 12 minutes because I have to teach a class. So here's an interesting one. And this will be interesting because we all have kids at like different stages. How do you guys think your kids will describe this, this thing when they're old? Like this pandemic quarantine. How do you think our kids are going to describe it? Piper, you're sick of your kids as evidenced by <laughs> two as days ago. As evidenced <laughs> by sending a text. It's like, please, can we not record today? It will not be a happy rant. Um, exactly. I it's I think unless this thing drags on through the summer and people start losing like the economy tanks and half the country loses their jobs and whatever like I think yeah. they're going to describe it as boring. Yeah. I think probably. my kids recall of this is going to be like, "Hey, you remember that when they they canceled a semester of school and we basically got stuck at home and we could like ride bikes and do Google Classroom? That sucked." And mm. I so historically, there's not been a pandemic like this since what, like the Spanish flu. But I don't think I don't think they will have any concept of that, and I don't think there's any way to explain it to them either. Yeah, that's my yeah. Sense you're right. Of things. No, and that that reminds me of what I'm the person that I'm the most sick of in this is conservatives and liberals, because <laughs> liberals are like, forget about the economy, let's quarantine for three years, and conservatives are like. Let's get back to work three weeks ago. And I don't know. I'm just tired of all of it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I think my kids will look back on this as like the time where they were forced to do all the idyllic like kid things that old men bloviate about, like going outside and making forts. And like they've eventually it, it took a while, but they've eventually gotten to all that. Like I, I bought them new knives, so they've been out like whittling and like cutting stuff with their knives. And wow, um, yeah, dude, it's been fun actually. I bought myself one of those survival knives from the eighties. Remember those after the Rambo movies came out? Yeah, it's have going back to your Indiana this? roots. Did yeah, it have like dude, the comp- does it have like the compass on the hilt and stuff dude, like has, that? Yeah, it has the compass on yeah. the hilt. It's got like a little bundle of matches and and like fishing line inside of it. it they're sick, dude. They're super fun. Um, so yeah, dude, we built a fire pit. We like bought survival knives. We're, I don't know. We're, we're doing spring football. I, I, I think, I think the boys will look back on this as like the time that they voluntarily stepped away from video games for a little while. And, uh, I don't know. I hope it's good. You know, I hope it's a good memory, but who knows? At the risk of being one of those people we made fun of last episode or two episodes ago, the, the sort of idealistic people, my hope is that they look back and say that was when, I sort of discovered how much I really liked my friends and you know, the, the, yeah, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. where human interaction relationships have real value and it's not just totally the occasional texting. And so the, yeah, I, I hope that's the case. Now, my suspicion is that six months after we're done with quarantine, it will look exactly like it did six months before quarantine. And you know, yeah. there will still be faces glued to screens and TikTok everywhere. But, um, yeah, that's that would be that would be a wonderful change if it if it occurred. No, amen, man. I feel that completely. Ronald, you have a grown kid. Um, how do you think she'll look back on this? 
Yeah, man, I, she's actually enjoying herself because she gets to work from home and, mm-hmm. you know, she's just like kind of digging the whole process. I kind of think of it, the only thing I remember, which obviously wasn't anything like this or serious like this, but it was back, um, I mean, I was really young, but it was like when we had all the gas crisis of like the early oh, yeah. 80s, late, you yeah, know, and you yeah. had to wait in line for like four hours to get like, you know, a half a tank of gas. And, mm-hmm. but it's like, so like my memory of that is like, it's so faint. And I think for most kids, I think they're, they just, they skip over all the seriousness, you know, things that we're talking about related to this. And I, so I I think for most kids, you know, if you talk to them 15, 20 years, they're going to be like, oh yeah, it was that, it was that thing. I thought, yeah, we were just home. I don't know. You know, I don't think there, I don't think it's going to be something that's going to have a dramatic effect on them unless it really affected their family life because their parents were out of work or Maybe they had a parent that got sick and it'll kind of stick out to them in, in regards to that. But it just seems like most kids, you know, they're just I mean, they're, they don't have the minds to process it more deeply on any other level than, oh, yeah, yeah, we did that thing where we were like home all the time and watch Netflix. You know, I don't know. But yeah, um, it's I don't, it, I don't know. It's interesting to think about how how stuff gets romanticized through a past tense kind of lens. And, you know, it it as is typical of the human heart, we end up leveraging all these things in some way. And, um, yeah, we remember it like through, like, I remember that whole crisis through the lens of my parents. Sure. Because it was constant. They were constantly talking about it and having to scheme around it and figure things out because we lived kind of out there. We had to drive really far to get everywhere. So gas was like a big deal for us. So I just remember sort of the stress that they were going through. And I think kids, I think kids sort of, um, you know, they kind of identify maybe with that even because they don't know what to yeah. think about it. They don't have all the information and um, or well, at least we're being, you know, yeah, we're being glib about it. But I mean, if higher ed tanks and I lose my job next year, then I mean, the the memories will be will be different, you know, because so, the the moment will be like infused with a whole lot more despair than it is currently. Um, yeah. And I wonder what it's like for the kids who live in, you know, New York City or places that yeah. are much more locked down than any of the places for we sure. live and where yeah. where there's, you know, if they live next, if the apartment next door has a nurse in it and and she's, you know, she has to keep their, her distance from them because she's around. In fact, like this, the, the reality of that situation is very, very different. And I have no idea what, yeah. what that like. My kid's life is, is basically what you described, Ted. It's like we do fake school in the morning. And then, mm-hmm. and then they go like ride bikes and play at the creek in the afternoon and draw pictures yeah. and, and like do kid stuff. And it, it, yeah, it's not idyllic in one sense, but it, it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Yeah, it's just different. And and like you, pipe. I hope in six months it doesn't just snap back to you know banal TikTok and and all that stuff. But um, but also like you, I'm pretty cynical and I have my doubts as to how idyllic it will stay. But you know what is idyllic right now, boys, is the fact that we have two sponsors on this program. Um, In the midst of all this turmoil and strife in the world, um, we are still a strong business. So now's the time to buy Happy Rant stock. Um, If if I'm, if I'm, despite me tanking our financial chances earlier, despite Piper, I was trying to gloss over that. Maybe it's a rebuilding year for us. It's It's a rebuilding year now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Piper, tell us about our business partners. 
Yeah, so like Ted said, we've got two sponsors. The first is The Gospel Project, uh, who, which is a Bible study and curriculum line from Lifeway. Um, if you go to gospelproject.com, you can learn more about all the resources for churches. They have short-term ones for small group studies. They have long-term ones where you can study through the entire Bible over the course of a few years, um, looking at kind of a biblical theology, redemptive arc for it. They have it for kids, students, adults. It's really great. But their specific offer for Happy Rant listeners is a free ebook called The Church is a Family. It's by Aaron Armstrong uh, and Chris Surratt. And if you go to uh, gospelproject.com slash happy rant, you can just download it there. Um, they have put out a bunch of these smaller print and ebooks, like teaching resources, church life resources, and they're all just very strong, biblically, the- theologically oriented, quick reads. Um, Trevin Wax has written some, Aaron's written some, a guy named Brian Dembochik, I can't pronounce his last name because it's, it's one of those names. It's all consonants, um, has written some, but this one, Church as a Family, is free, gospelproject.com slash happy rant. Check that out. Uh, and then check out their curriculum for your church if you're looking for that. It's really good stuff. Uh, and then our other sponsor is the Dwell Audio Bible app. Um, we've talked about them at length, but their special offer right now is offering Dwell to churches for 60 days for free, specifically during this weird time when churches are very locked down and can't be meeting together. So if you are on staff at a church, or if you want to share this information with one of the staff members at your church, if you shoot them an email at the <clears throat> very uplifting address of COVID-19 at dwellapp.io, <laughs> So COVID-19 at dwellapp.io, they will get you information on setting your entire church up. So however many people are in your church who want access to this for free for 60 days. Now, hopefully after 60 days, um, we are out of quarantine. We're meeting together. But it's still a great thing to have just in terms of having access to listening to Scripture, list, you know, making it a regular part of your life during this, this odd off-rhythm time. So again, email them at covid 19 at dwellapp.io and uh, and get that information. Boys, could we get a COVID-19 at happyrant.com email address going? Gosh, I would love that. God, it'd be so fun, baby. What, what would we ask people to send to it? Uh, Digital Easter what? baskets? Fawning. Just fawning. Fawning. Yeah, We're rebuild, rebuilding our... Uh... It's the rebuild. Yeah, after all that damage Piper did earlier. We gotta, we gotta rebuild the so coffers. sorry, so so cash sorry. Reserves. The cash reserves are low. Cash, right? that's right, man. That's right. We gotta put on our our blue blazers and go out there and and be leaders of men. You know, uh, rebuild these cash reserves. But boys, we have uh, we've done what we always do on this program, which is wander to and fro throughout a variety of topics. And until next time, the Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast.